Welcome to Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast by Helpful Goat Gaming. We at Helpful Goat want to be very clear about something. Black lives matter. Systemic racism is real and pervasive, as evidenced by, among other things, the ongoing and infuriating lack of justice for black victims of police violence. Please support organizations that are working to dismantle systems of oppression. Support organizations that support black lives. Support Black Lives directly. For resources and a starting place, please see the links in our episode description. And as always, please be warned, this podcast may include adult situations and language. You know, the kind of language used by people who are heartbroken and enraged at the current state of the world, and occasionally channel that into their role-playing. You're welcome. Welcome back to Burden, a muddy spot under the boot of the Gohomian army. If you have a sword, you best know when to draw it. If you have money, you've probably left. And if there's someone you trust in this forgotten place, you hold on to them. We're all just trying to make it here, and maybe we ain't looking too close about what you gotta do to be good in a place like Burden. Dom and Dragons, the podcast where Helpful Go Gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons with Dominic Monahan. I'm Andrew Gilbert, but tonight I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master. And I'm not alone. With me, as always, is the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat, Galway, playing the turtle druid McKeck Tumbledown. Hey, everybody. Lena, playing the Azamar warlock Elifire. Hey. Adam. Playing the Bugbarian Connie Demure. Greetings. And of course, Dominic Monaghan playing the Halfling Monk, Cryon Fane. What's up, friends? It's roasting hot in my house, so I might be extra specially fun grouchy tonight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, thanks for the warning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couple big thank yous to Sam Winnie, who wrote uh, the theme song for Beast of Burden. Um, which is amazing, and uh, to Monty, at Miraculous Monty on Twitter uh, for the character art, which has been awesome. So without uh, any further ado, let's begin tonight's episode of Dom and Dragons. So last time, the group set up an ambush for the package coming into town. They thought perhaps Kalia might be with them. While it was a brilliant plan... As soon as Cryon Fane got a look underneath that tarp and saw that it was a gigantic animal, an elk, the plan to basically blow up the <laughs> the package uh, was rethought quite quickly. <laughs> the group then followed 
this well-armed uh, militia of Goholian soldiers that were guarding this cart down underground, sneaking inside the tarped package itself. When most of the soldiers then left, the group popped out to surprise two members that had stayed behind. One of them was the incredibly German <laughs> captain of uh, captain in the Goholnian army. And the other was a person from Kryon's past named Nine, who did their best to take out Kalia in the process of a fight. The fight didn't quite last long. The group was overpowering them quite quickly, even when the incredibly German captain turned into some sort of demonic beast. The group routed Nine and the individual uh, known as the incredible German captain. Then outrageously. In, outrageously German <laughs> captain fled in his beast form leaving Kryon to very carefully search uh, the remains of his friend, compatriot, uh, relationship is still fuzzy, where then Kryon found a very interesting letter, which, Dom, mm. I have put in the handouts folder uh, underneath your um, character sheet. I saw that. Yeah. It is Nine's hidden letter. And yeah. you at any point can peruse that. Uh, right now, you're the only one that can see it. If you ever want to show anyone the letter, um, I can also put it in their journals as well. Um, but right now, it's just yours. Do with it what you will. Cool, cool. So, you spent all night uh, saving then a few of these elk that for some reason had been captured and held underground uh, in, in the burdened city limits. What exactly the purpose of them was, was pretty unclear until the next morning, you saw well off in the distance, a gigantic cloud. Underneath that cloud, some 40 elk, each one with lines of rope tied to their massive antlers, streaming from them up into the sky, into the cloud itself, and seemingly pulling behind it a gigantic floating mountain, on which you were able to see all kinds of siege equipment, trebuchets and catapults, and you suddenly realize that uh, what your shape-changing friend had warned you is certainly coming true. A massive new weapon that can end the war might be coming through burden. While that massive floating fortress is still a ways off in the distance, you do feel that it is making its way very slowly toward Burden. And perhaps 
the elk that were captured would be added to that mass of elk underneath that were pulling this thing. After screams and cries from the city uh, around you, um, what's left of the leadership of this town called a town meeting? You all then meet in the One-Eyed Beasts of Burden Tavern. It's crammed in there. It is hot at this point, steamy in this place. It smells really, really bad. Um, and right now, there is no real leadership necessarily, um, though the acting uh, town mayor was really more of a puppet for the Goholian army during their occupation has now gotten up um, and is trying to ascertain the, the mood of the room, if you will. And you hear shouts of what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And a few answers here and there. One of them coming from the goblin with the two wolves and he says ah! We need to fight it. We need to blow it up. We need to destroy that thing in the sky. That's where the birds are supposed to be. <laughs> and then others, of course, say, no, no, we must, we must leave this place. Uh, we must exit as quickly as possible. Save what we can remain. And then Rosie stands up. And immediately just a hush falls over the crowd as she stands there. She then looks to the back of the room where the four of you are standing and cry on on a tabletop so that you can see. And she says, I don't know about the rest of what you think, but I certainly would like to hear what the beasts of burden have to say. And at this, the crowd turns to the four of you. Even Grom himself, the shape changer. Even the mayor, Bramblepelt, who is a very, very large uh, brown tabaxi. Bramblepelt. Bramblepelt. Connie like hates Bramblepelt, right? Connie hates this guy. Yeah. Their paths might have crossed before. Certainly. Um, Are we the beasts? That's offensive. We're, we're we just oh, saved these guys. We, we called ourselves that. We called ourselves the beasts of burden. Hang on. I retract that statement. We are Bob. 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 <laughs> Cryon has, he's received a hit on the head and his memory has gone a little jumbled <laughs> just for a second. It's back now. All good, all good, yeah. There's been lots of celebratory <laughs> ale being passed around. So. <laughs> right. Certainly, yes. People have bought you drinks, like, nonstop since you've come in here. Uh, Serenade, the uh, the lizard folk bartender, she is uh, hurriedly getting drinks around and everything for all of you. So, Andy, between, yes. between um, what we were told by Grom and the kind of yes. tenor and content of this town meeting... And and uh, the mayor is kind of a puppet for the Gahonian army, you said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He he was still in power technically, um, though he was mostly just there to sign like arrest warrants 
for whoever the Gaholnians wanted to arrest kind of thing. Right. So, I mean, so yeah. as a puppet, he might not really have much information about what's actually happening, but to the extent that he might or that he does, I, this is for my own clarification and just for like, yeah. the audience and the story and everything. The sense that we all have is like, we know that this weapon is, is that the Gahonian army has it right. They were the ones with the Elks. This is, this is them. They're going to use this to fight the wig, uh, wig mole, Yes. Right? Yeah. This, this seems Grom especially is very sure of this. That this is the the weapon, and in in terms of like politics and like the war, like Burden and its residents, would would they feel more of a solidarity with Wigmoles or Gahonia, or is it or is this really outlaw country and we're like we want nothing to do with this war in the first place? Um. Well, that that can be a little bit of your own sort of interpretation if you're trying to think of like the mood of the town. Yeah. The town is very anti-Gaholnia. Because they're an, they were an occupying army. They were being yes. real assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also just stirred all of that back up. Right, right. Which, okay. which basically you guys stirred up the town enough to kind of revolt, and you've now captured or killed every soldier left in town. But but yeah, so the town is very anti-Gaholnia, even if it's not extremely pro-Wigmo, if that makes okay. sense. Okay, so, yeah. so Kanye will be like, Rugic, damn you, Bramble Pelt, you piece of shit. <laughs> we don't believe a god... Uh, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Rugic, damn word you're saying up there. You're just a puppet for the occupying army. So whatever you gots to say, we don't want to hear it. Get out of here. Get out of Dodge or the beasts of burden will kill you. Also, Rosie, I don't really know. I know, Rosie, you just asked a question, but I just, I've been sitting here with this rage about bramble pelts this whole time. I just had to get that off my chest. My bugbear, hairy chest. Okay, that felt like a slightly unnecessary detail to throw in at that point, but as you will, <laughs> I, it seems to me that Burden is our town. It may not be much, but it's ours. My family has lived here for generations, and I like it here. But people are the most important. I don't know what that thing is. I don't know if it's coming here. I don't know what it's doing. But I think that it should be up to the people to decide. Do they want to leave? Do they want to stay and fight? Um, Mr. Goblin, do you have a name? We keep seeing you. Ah, they call me Can of Worms. Your parents must have loved you. <laughs> I think I ate my mother. Oh, that's oh. a shame. I was very young. And if we ask, it'll be a Can of Worms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, do you prefer Mr. Can or Mr. Worms? Oh, call me what you want. I'm fine. Mr. Of. Of. Of is good. <laughs> uh, yes. It seems a fair point with the explosions, etc. But aside from your um, 
fixation with the birds being in the sky, do you have any solid sense of how we could do any damage to that generally? I have suggestions. I have so many suggestions, but we should hear his too. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is or how to bring it down. But it's unnatural, see? A mountain shouldn't be in the sky. It should be on the land. It's unnatural. I dislike it very much. Fair enough. Okay, okay, so my suggestion? Do you want to hear it? Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess what my suggestion is? Does this have anything to do with fire? Yes, exactly! <laughs> you guys know me so well by now. Bingo. We just, yeah, yeah, make big, 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 big explosives and blow it out of the sky. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Maquette, does, does your sister have any understanding of what this thing is? Does she, has she seen this before? Or does she have any information for us? It seems a worthwhile question. Kali, do you know what they were using these elk for? Or what that thing is? Uh, no, I have no idea. It's, it's, uh, uh, that, uh... I just assumed if elk are really pulling that thing across the sky, well, probably a few of them will succumb to weariness. This might be replacement elk for them. That's all I know. Nor do I, I have any clue what that is or how it floats up there. That's very scary, McKick. What about our elk friend that we uh, unshackled? Where is where is that elk now? Is it kind of grazing somewhere? Is it hanging out with us? Yeah, you stay. You've uh, freed about four of them, uh, and they're just right now uh, kind of lingering on the south side of town technically free but aren't don't don't seem to want to go anywhere at the moment i mean see this is crime talking seems there doesn't seem to be anyone else in this town that is actually keen to go on any adventure guys i don't i mean unless my cat any other people that he knows it feels like it's just us Shoot, do we want to as a as a group do we want to decide instead of talking to this townsfolk who were just scared and complaining and terrified and probably want us to leave as well. Dom, can I, I'm going to be kind of a director for you and ask for another take <laughs> oh, yeah. of that. But just because the first half of that audio was kind of glitchy. Oh, it was janky? Um, it was bit. janky. So, so here's your chance to like really nail it. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Take two. I'm always so much better on take two. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Cryon was just saying that he thought that it seemed that we are the only real people in this town keen on an adventure. I don't know why we're wasting time in this group of people who are just complaining and scared. One, uh, you were right about the grouchiness. (laughs) Here you are being like, fuck all these people. (laughs) True. Which I... Which I love. Uh, two, that that audio was still a bit glitchy, so I might on ask the part when you delivered if, the line, when you were talking about yeah, it, it was, it was all totally fine, and then you oh, started delivering the line, and it went right off. A that's that's not an acting choice you're making. No, it? definitely. It's a really impressive one. If so, I also want to say. I wish, I wish it was. You're, you're, I might. I might. Um, you can try to go out of this. The cancel or disconnect from the call real quick and then come back in, maybe. I think you were off video, so why don't you disconnect from the voice channel and come back in? Okay. And we'll see if that... You guys just uh, entertain yourself. All right. 
Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll keep it going. Honey will be like, I don't know why, why Cryon sounds all weird <laughs> like that. He must have some kind of thing in his throat. Cryon, he try to clear your throat or something and then reconnect to the town hall meeting. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> maybe we should just make a decision for ourselves. But also, we did just kind of stir up this town against Gahonia, or Mikek did. Here's a question. Where's Kalia? Did we talk to her? Who's Kalia and who's Rosie? I'm having trouble I literally track. just talked to my sister <laughs> Kalia. Kalia's just... Alright, and she's different from Rosie. Yes. Ro- yeah. Rosie is Elif's friend, yeah. Alright, hey, Cryon, you cleared your throat yet? Why don't you talk for us and let's see how you sound now. Yeah, you tell me. How's that sounding? That's... Oh, it started out so promisingly and then Serenade! Uh, Serenade! Get him a glass of water or something. Um, I'm not. Is it? Is it? Has it got worse? Is it? Is it worse? It might. It might just. Uh, it might get better on its own for a while, and uh, it just kind of comes in and out. Which is, is part of the part of the game. Yeah. Um. So next time. Yeah, if you you can try talking again, and then yeah, the next our our step three was if it keeps being weird, like maybe maybe disconnect from your Wi-Fi and reconnect. But sure, I don't want to um, rush us into into that necessarily. It seems like it sounds sounds good at the start, and then gets worse. A little bit, yeah. I mean, no no big deal. Okay. Yeah, we okay. can we can have you disconnect real quick and then come back in okay. with your I'll, internet. I'll do that. Uh, let's see how we do. All right, cool. Okay, All right, cool. Let's see that. So, hey, everyone. Uh, I'm on this time now that this is happening. Yeah. Uh, so, any uh, any questions no. or anything in the in the Twitch? Um, no here's questions. Here's, what you disconnect a chance to? Yeah. What do we yeah, normally do? You don't do? get to do that. You don't oh, get to. Do I don't that. get to. Like, you don't, you don't get to go. co-opt when you're. Yeah. This, when Dom is having technical issues and your dog hasn't disconnected. <laughs> Same thing, right? Dun, 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 dun. Q and A. Yeah, give us your questions. What are you thinking? Anyone want to know anything? I'm an open book. Has anyone seen Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Final Sacrifice? I don't think I've seen that one. I've seen the one about uh, no springs. Sam wants to know if we're just dragons now. Is that a real question? Yes, Sam, we are just dragons now. Where did I get my story from? This story? Um, I, I, I don't know. I never know how to answer those questions. Uh, it just, yeah, I started with I started with wanting there to be kind of a firefly uh dirty dozen rogue one sort of feel between characters um i put a a little bit of a uh oh hey go find this person's sister in there and yeah kind of the rest of this uh like i know some of the major key world events that are happening um because it's happening in my world of banya but uh but yeah the the direct story is 
I mean, you're kind of seeing it, <laughs> the creative process of coming up with it. Like it, it's, and it's certainly not me as well. It's, it's all of us at the same time. Um, yeah. Ooh, a lot of questions. I like that. Got some, what is your favorite book? My favorite book of all time is Dandelion Wine by Ray Bradbury. Uh, close second would probably be Book of Disquiet by Fernando Pessoa. Uh, Dom, what's your what's your favorite book? Sorry, just to try to get the sound stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, hello. How does that sound? Oh, pretty good so far. Oh, yeah. Okay. Favorite book do, sucks. We'll be mad. You, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm just not going to open Twitch, unfortunately, because maybe yeah, I mean, that's just giving my computer be. an extra thing to worry about tonight. Um, my favorite book is American Psycho. Oof. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. That's fun. Um, my, like I said to you guys at the start of us chatting, I have a MacBook Pro, uh, 2012, 13, yeah. and it is hot. Like now, hot to touch. So I think maybe it's just running a little hot. So sorry, everyone in the Twitch chat, but um, I'll try it again next week. But I'm just going to stick on this. That's cool. Yeah, we, uh, we can pass along any questions that uh, people might have for you. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Lena, were you about to answer what your favorite book was? I'm sorry. I yeah, because I was going to get all nerdy. My favorite book series is The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan, and it's the best series I've oh, ever read. And they're making a TV show cool. that I think is coming out next They are making a TV show, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you read The Amber Chronicles by Zelazny, Trent Zelazny? Or is it what Roger Zelazny? That's kind of, if you like The Wheel of Time, that's similar. You, you dig it. I'll check you? it out. Yeah, The Amber Chronicles. It's really good. Making that into a TV show, everything's maybe, yeah. I know, <laughs> nuts. Other D&D inspired games, slash, have we tried Pathfinder? I've never played Pathfinder, Lena has. I started on yeah, Pathfinder. Lena a I'm playing Neverwinter. Oh, yeah, right oh, now, yeah, they I'm... asked about Neverwinter in the chat, yeah, yeah. I just started playing Neverwinter like three nights ago because the girl that I'm crushing on is playing it, <laughs> right on. <laughs> Some shout-outs to Ray Bradbury, which I like, and the Phantom Toll Booth, Tibby Taboo. That's great. Nice. Oh, gross. It's Rachel saw Ray Bradbury speak before he died, and he autographed her copy of The Illustrated Man. That pisses me off. I was going to say, I have, <laughs> I, have, I have an illustrated copy of Fahrenheit 451. Oh, nice. Nice. Don't throw it in the fire. All right, one more question. What is a fictional character you've always looked up to a fictional character you've always looked up to look up to i'm gonna go nerd again and also full disclosure i never actually learned how to say any of the names in the wheel of time so i'm saying this wrong but it was nynaeve you know the one who married lan from the wheel of time that's not really a spoiler that's not a spoiler it's really clear um (laughs) anyway it was definitely her uh I, i kind of like look like like i don't look like her but like she has a really long braid and i do too i'm like uh, i'm in love Aww. with her nice very cool nice i guess atticus um, finch might be kind of a boring answer oh yeah but he's he's pretty good <laughs> yeah. i like i can't remember the name of the guy but the name of um the name of the kind of tanky guy that protects our hero in dune the frank herbert novel yeah he has like a oh. tanky kind of general guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the general of House Atreides. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's kind of cool. Nice. Cool. Well, that was, that was fun. Right. fun. I was really happy to be a part of that one. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Never again. <laughs> Never again. Never um, again. So we were in the midst of uh, discussing Cryon's point about maybe we should just say screw this town <laughs> and make decisions amongst the four of us. Or talk amongst the four of you first before telling these scared townsfolk what, what to do. I just, I just think Cryon turns to them at one point and says, you know, nobody's coming with us. If we go anywhere, if we leave this place, we're not going to have anyone come with us in our party. So why are we asking the local townsfolk about what, what they're going to do or what, or what we should do. Like, they're, they're not going to help us. They're not going to do anything with us. We should decide amongst ourselves. Well, well, Bob. Because sometimes it's the duty of the strong to help those who are afraid decide for themselves. Ugh. Okay, and, like, also, like, if we're going to, like, beat a siege war machine, we might need, like, a lot of people. I've heard, like, siege war machines are, like, you know, really big and terrible, right? So... It's a might, mountain. It's a literal mountain. We're not fighting the mountain. We're fighting the people on the mountain. Maybe we're fighting both. We don't know. I mean, even if we wanted to get up there, could we get up there? Like, So, Grom, Rosie, Kali, should we maybe have a little conversation about this with the one, two, seven of us? Grom nods, yeah. Um, uh, Serenade then uh, sort of shouts up from behind. Well... What are we supposed to do then? Just wait around for you to decide our fates. Start making explosives. Start making lots and lots and lots and lots of explosives. Just in case. Just in case we need them. All right, I can do that. <laughs> she immediately starts grabbing liquor from behind the bar. I've always been worried about this bar. But yeah, actually not the worst suggestion. Um, improvised explosive devices, everyone. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, y'all help with that. Y'all be like Rosie and Rivet. You know what I mean? You guys get that one? Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> All right. Stick and move. Stick and move. Connie is now a, a stand-up comedian. What the fuck is going on? He's All trying right. out new things in his life, okay? We're just going to go in another room back here where I'm sure none of us were ever lured back into this room by somebody sexy... <laughs> And then giving us some weird assignment about a music box. Cryon, you did have a room rented here. If you wanted to retreat to that area, that would be fun. Yeah, and uh, that did that lady have a separate room, or was it the same room as mine? Uh, you're not sure. She's probably staying in town somewhere. Um, so you could probably ask around to see where she might okay. be staying, but. I mean, if there's anything lootable, Cryon's all about it. I just don't know if they're... Yeah, yeah. If you kind of ask around, uh, the the townsfolk kind of mired in here as everyone's heading back to the back rooms. Uh, Serenade does kind of catch your gaze and she she nods at you kind of expectantly and you walk over there and she kind of whispers, she was the third one on the left. Um, Which is just a couple down the hall from where you were staying or where you rented. Okay. Well, he's, he's sprightly, right? He's uh, oh, yeah. fleet of foot that crayon. Can he, can, is it, would it just be him going and having a look around or is there anyone else interested as well? That's up to you. Do you tell anyone or do you just kind of, as they're mm. making their way into your room, do you nip on down to the, 
Yeah, I feel like I would go on my own if I could escape them without them knowing yeah. too much. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you rush over to the door real quick, kind of try the handle. It's, it is locked. Um, and you didn't see a key on her when you searched her body. Do I have any pickpocketing abilities? I don't. Not pickpocketing, lock picking. Yeah, you don't have any thieves' tools to pick the lock right now. And can Connie um, do a perception check to see if he spots crime going away from sure. the group? I mean, I feel like we also, if we were all going into his room and Cryon just bolted down the hall, <laughs> even if he was at the back of the line, we're now probably just sitting in his room like, <laughs> we're short one. You're saying bolt. I think he slinked. And mm-hmm. I want to see if Connie saw him slink. Slank? So, see if he caught his slank. Slank. Yeah. Oh, slank, God. Slank. 14? Uh, yeah, he, he wasn't trying to be super stealthy. He was just kind of going quick. You probably yeah. saw him go down the hall a little bit, yeah. All right, so Connie's going to kind of... Connie's look kind of peeks inside the room as Mikek and Elif go in, and he'll kind of also slink slink down where Cryon went. He'll find Cryon and be like, Hey, what's, uh, what's going on? What, what, what are you doing? Um... Well, not much, unless you have a lockpick. I might, or I might not. Depends on what you're trying to do. I'm just kidding. I do have one. What door do you want? (laughs) This one right here that I'm stood in front of. All right. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Stand aside. I, I was a corrupt sheriff, so, you know, here we go. 19 very nice yeah uh yeah you yeah at one point you're getting stuck it's having a hard time getting it open and then you just kind of slam your hand into into the side of the door and then something goes (laughs) and it opens up for the two of you would you like to go on in age before beauty says crime uh pretty sure you're older than me yeah, I'm uh, 102. How old are you? Yeah, I'm like 57. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Backfired on crying there, but that's okay. If you go by percentage uh, of life left, <laughs> Cryon's younger. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, can I do a little, what would that be, like a, a perception check, a safety check to make sure that it's, that the room has not been rigged or... or oh, yeah, give me an right. investigation <laughs> check. Galway was sitting slowly... Yeah, I, I can hear Galway. <laughs> 13. Interesting. Let me check my notes. With a 13, yes, you do. Uh, just barely. You were about to... You, you kind of look around the room. You don't see anything... Uh, rigged up. There's there doesn't seem to be anything very obvious, and then you kind of start to go into step, and in something in the back of your head just kind of triggers. Um, actually, one of the one of the things from your old monastery they used to teach about a few traps every once in a while, and one of those that you heard about, um, 
you start to kind of look around uh, at the very base of the wood. And underneath one of the wood, you see one of the nails has been recently uh, kind of kicked up. You very carefully lift up that nail and then the, the plank underneath it. And it looks like a small pressure plate has been placed underneath the wood. Um, it wouldn't take much. You just need to remove it without touching the top of it. Just take a little bit of a little bit of dexterous fingers, but not too much. Watch out, Connie. Watch out, Connie. Watch out, watch out, watch out. There's something. There's a trap here. All right. Let's see. Oh, goodness, I've just dropped something. Don't worry about that. Let me see. <laughs> Was that it? Oh, no. Sorry, it's not a trap. Let me see if I can trip it. Trip. So what would, what would that be? Is that a dexterity? Yeah, do you want to remove the little device without... Can I... Yeah, without springing yeah. the trap? Yeah, yeah give me a, a sleight of hand check. Nice, a 16. Yeah, very good. Yeah, you're you're very lightly and slowly bringing up the device. Uh, it, it seems to be spring activated as well. Um, and yeah, you you bring it up, uh, take out one of the springs, uh, and it should be now deactivated completely. And you kind of set it down. Um, in fact, you you were you you kind of handled this so well. You now have a, a trap um, that you can set up at some point if you'd like as well. You you get how this mechanism works. Nice. Yeah. Um, Nicely done, Gryon. Let me ask you something. Whose room is this? Um, well, um, I remember giving you a light a while back before entering the pub. You might not remember me. That I'm sure there's been a few halflings in and out of the tavern at times. But when I went into the pub that night, the tavern, I found myself uh, kind of accosted by a lady um, who invited me into her chambers. Not a euphemism. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty fun accosting. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, it was there that I was given the information about the music box to locate a music box that might at some point be able to clear my name at a time in my past where I was uh, associated with a house of worship let's let's say um so my my motives here are a little selfish to be honest but i'm just hoping that maybe i might be able to ascertain a little bit more information about this this person hey now all right now wait a minute you're talking about a woman who invited you into her chambers this isn't the same woman that we saw down underneath the town last night is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think, I'm not sure if crime like entirely trust. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, he's also physically imposing, so he doesn't want to upset him too much. All right. 
he would rather that he had broken into the room on his own. I think. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a lockpick. No, I get it. She's dead, and uh, she was with Kalia when we found Kalia. I'm just trying to put all these pieces together. That's all. But hey, yeah, if you want, no, look, I understand. I understand. I just I don't want you, and then possibly Maquette to think that I, in some way, am associated with this woman who, obviously armed his sister, you know, we've only all just kind of started to get to know each other and it's, it's complicated, you know, it's, yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated, but uh, you know what, I'll just say this and then I'll let you get to your business. I was a corrupt sheriff, but I wasn't a dumb one. <laughs> I mean, and if you ask me, the fact that we found Kalia at the same time as we found uh, that woman, I don't know, some uh, strange business going on here and I doubt that uh, Tortoise from Tortoise in the Hair Myth uh, is 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 too dumb to realize it. So anyway, I'm going to go hang out in your room with them, and uh, I'll just let you do your thing. How's that sound? I appreciate, I appreciate your candor. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And you're sounding a lot better ever since you got your throat cleared. Good job. <clears throat> thanks, thanks. All right, and Connie will go and join the other. That one was legitimately insulting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cran, uh, you are kind of left alone. You, it's it's a very very clean room. This is the room of a person with an incredible amount of discipline. The bed is made. There's no dust, even for a room that isn't permanently hers. Uh, she kept it very particular. Yeah, it's kind of sparse, but she set a trap, which means there's a reason that she doesn't, she either wants to know that someone came into a room or if someone comes into a room, she wants that person to be harmed. So it makes Cryon, I assume, feel like there is something in this room, potentially. Um, yeah. There's not, there's not like a search. Yeah, you can uh, give me another investigation check. And this oh, one then is this is one it's kind of looking through like the the, the drawers. The, there's a small chest at the end of the bed. Nineteen. Nineteen. Damn. <laughs> Very good. Sorry, Dungeon you, No, no, you're great. You're great. You're awesome. Uh yeah, Kran, you 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 just absolutely kind of know where to look. This is this is someone that while you didn't know personally growing up, they grew up in the same circumstances as you um and you just immediately think back to when you were young and if you wanted to hide something from the masters uh the inside of a lot of chests that are lined with felt are just a really really nice place to uh to like hide a little extra something there and you feel then the small chest at the foot of the bed the back of the chest kind of slopes outward further than it really needs to. And so with one of your darts, you kind of pry up the back of this chest, the felt, the, there's kind of a, almost a, a light wood then that you kind of peel back as well. And there's a small wrapped kind of package, uh, really no bigger than maybe your hand in the back of this. Okay. Um, I would think Cryon would open them. 
Okay. You, uh, yeah, you un unwrap it. Uh, it was wrapped very cautiously, very purposefully. Um, and you see in your hand what uh, an object that was only given to the most promising student of the last three years. It is the Oceanic Ocarina, a musical instrument that is supposed to have magical properties. You, were in fact, were supposed to receive one of these before your abrupt departure. But uh, she has one, um, and if you want, you can take it. I want, and I will take. All right. <laughs> this is uh, the first magic item of the campaign, then. Uh, oh, so where does this go on my character? So this can go in your inventory for now. Um, I also just put it in your... Uh, in your journal, um, underneath your your nice. name, the Oceanic Ocarina. I, I don't think that the Ring of Water Breathing was mundane. Oh no, that's true. That's very true. That's technically. <laughs> okay, that is Actually, I more want you to explain to me how that ring wasn't magical. No, that was, no you're right. That was first technically the first magical item. This is the first one I meant to give. <laughs> this is the first magical instrument for sure. Yes, very true. All right, Whoa. so uh. Yeah, so that'll be in there. Uh, you can check that out. It's actually, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, can I? Well, I guess I guess Cryon would um, would go back to the party before telling them what he's okay. found. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah, uh, you also um, found just a little bit of money, uh, about thirty pieces oh. of silver. So I can throw that into there as well. What were Mikek and Elif up to while we were gone? Yeah, Connie comes back pretty quick. I was definitely searching his room. <laughs> well, Looking through Cryon's room. Then. <laughs> yeah, just like, not like to steal anything, just like curiously yeah. checking everything out. Do I yeah. find anything interesting? Uh, yeah, he just rented this room right before he left to go find you guys. There's basically nothing in there. All of his belongings he's carrying on him. Uh, so, uh, give me an investigation check when you've, like, first got in there. And as you come in, Connie, you probably have, uh, McKeck talking to Crom. Is it Crom or Grom? I forgot. Grom. Grom. Talking to Grom going, so, he's totally breaking into that one lady's room, right? <laughs> I mean, it's the only, it's his room, so, yeah. So, and this is actually I, I would like I forget now. So in the last session, yeah, what was it only Cryon who heard the dying monk lady say what she said about or did Mikek hear it was that Cryon too? And Mikek. About I heard you, were, it too. you were supposed to kill Kali. Okay. Yeah. So but it wasn't then yeah, he also, okay. I think, if I'm remembering right, Cryon um shared the letter he found with everybody, didn't he? Well, not not yet. According to Andy, right, he has the letter, but he, we haven't actually played the moment where he shared I it with us. I could have sworn he did. Oh, that's up to Dom. Dom, would you have shared the letter with everyone? Do you think? Well, at this point, I don't think he has. Okay. Um, but that's not to say that he thinks the letter is private. It's just, I, I don't... Right, right. 
I mean, first of all, he's 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 not going to share the letter with the group that also includes the town's folk. Sure, definitely. They they're, they're not involved. It, it it was it was kind of in my thinking. This was a question I was going to ask you, Andy. That <laughs> like, if um, if Cryon comes back with this ocarina and kind of says to the guys, "Hey guys, I found this ocarina." Does Cryon? the character know of its magical properties or is that dom the game player do you know what I right 100 percent. that's a really good question uh in this instance cryon knows what it can do because you have been familiar with this item since childhood um okay yeah you you know what it does you know how it works that sort of thing uh that is not always the case at all like mckeck took usually. a while yeah <laughs> yeah usually not mckeck took a while to figure out the magic ring and stuff and there's yeah things you go through but so these these abilities that it that it can grant cryon and and potentially the party does he also understand it in that sense because he he doesn't know about hit die or things oh right like that. yeah yeah you're right yeah so yeah you know that it it is it is essentially used to help people during short rests just get a little bit more uh, of their sort of stamina back their spirits up um, and, and it's sort of magically laced music that is able to do that. Um, and then Dom, yeah, you now know it helps with hit dice and specific mechanical. Cool. So I rolled a 19 for investigating his room while he was yeah. gone. Um, when you first got in there, you saw a couple pairs of like kind of muddy boots um, in, in here, uh, which meant that there's been people in here, uh, but but yeah. Uh, also, the the footprints are a little bit bigger than Cryon. Okay. Also, Cryon doesn't wear shoes. <laughs> also, Cryon probably doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. Excellent point. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Yeah. So you notice that, and then everyone sort of files in into the room, then behind you, and um, uh, Connie probably as you come in as well. Uh, Kalia is, is picking herbs off of uh, Mikek's crown and then is stirring them into a tea for people. Hey, everybody. What non-suspicious things are happening in here? <laughs> I mean, this might be like, kind of suspicious, but there's these like weird footprints, right? Do you see them? Do you see the weird footprints? I don't know who those are. They're not mine. Kanye will kind of walk heavily over, look down, Give a little like thoughtful police work kind of grunt, like hmm. And he'll look at Elif and he'll say, "Yeah, Elif, you know, good observation. It's almost like we live in a town of mud." Okay, but like, 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 whose are those though? Like, he doesn't wear shoes. He's got little little halfling feet. Well, kind of big halfling feet because he's halfling. But um, I I don't know. Like, like whose whose boots are they? Whose whose feet? Yeah, good observation, Elif. It's almost like there might have been somebody staying in this room before Cryon. Okay, have you like ever stayed in the inn before, Connie? I'm not saying this stuff to be mean to you. I'm not trying to be shitty. I'm like trying to be your buddy right now. Like, right? We're buddies now? But also they clean rooms in between people staying in them. Connie knows Serenade. Does he, do, and, and this yeah. inn, what's his kind of history, historical sense on how often these rooms would be cleaned? Uh, uh, yes, generally cleaned between people, and it, it, stuff has also gotten a lot more slack uh, since the Gaholians have really taken things over. 
So it could be either way. Yeah. I don't know, Elif. I just got to say, I mean, yeah, we are buddies. I'm definitely your buddy, and I have no intentions of that changing ever in the future. <laughs> but So I'm also just going to say as a note, my passive insight is 16. <laughs> and I, I just rolled insight. I got a six, but... Is that a lie, Kami? I'll, I'll let you roll deception if you want. I mean, it's a okay, lie yeah, because yeah. he still wants the bounty Fair on enough. her. Fair if, enough. If he ever gets the opportunity to, he will do it. Then, uh, yeah, give me a deception here. Seven. Oh, just barely Elf, better than him. You're kind of believing him? Uh, and Mekek, no. <laughs> <sighs> But anyway, as I was saying, I'm just I just think a floating mountain connected by ropes to 40 elks might be a bit more interesting than a couple of muddy footprints in Crime's room. Sure, 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 sure. Is Crime is Crime back yeah, yet? Is he still is he on his way? Probably at about this point you can pop back in. Okay. Because I feel like if he's if he is back, he would probably at this point have the have the first opportunity to, to chat with these guys in private and might have a few things to say. Yeah. Um. So, uh, oh, well, I'm trying to work out which one's right. okay. Okay, I feel like crime. Kind of walks in through the door, holds his hands up. Hey guys, um, didn't mean to, didn't mean to disappear, but I have found something I, I want to show you guys. I want to be as as honest with you guys as possible. Look, look at this, and presents the. Ocarina to the group. I do have a letter that was in Nine's on Nine's person, which now that we're away from all these random townsfolk, I'd, I'd like to read to you if, if that's okay. Yeah, you could read it to us. Connie's holding the ocarina and looking at it. He's very uninterested in it. I'll pass it on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, why don't you read that letter to us? But first, maybe. Clear your throat again. <laughs> was it dodgy again? It was a bit dodgy, at least for me. Yeah. It knows Man. you're trying to deliver a longer line of content. And it's just like, yeah, oh, that's going down. That's a shame. But yeah, let me turn the video off as well. Um, yeah. Now, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> if you want to, um, if you want to do a take two of of that, feel free. But it's not necessary if that feels like annoying. No, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. No problem, especially if, he, if it was in, incomprehensible. Um, not incomprehensible, just not ideal. As as the as the as Cryon passes the ocarina around the room, he says to the guys, "Hey guys, obviously you've you've heard me play the ocarina, but this isn't just an ocarina. Be careful with it because this is a magical ocarina." And hopefully, at some point in the future, we can use it to our advantage. How did that sound? Perfect. That, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Good. And then um, he also kind of looks over at the at the party and said, "Guys, I didn't want to tell this to the whole townsfolk. I was waiting for an opportunity for us to be on our own, but I did find a letter." on Nine's person, written to Nine from someone else, which I'd, I'd like to read to you guys if, if we have time. The whole mountain wasn't moving very fast, so I think we're good. 
Okay. <clears throat> it says, Nene of the Broken Wave, we have been given the directive to end the war peacefully, but that is not an efficient way to do this. The lesser people of Wigmoles should be made to bend to the will of the Kaholians. Only then will peace be enforced. Do whatever it takes to end this war quickly at the expense of any number of Wigmolians' lives. To this end, there are a couple of loose ends that need to tie up. Listen to this, guys. Cryon Thane is in Burden, a place I think you'll be anyway if you're ensuring that the Myriad makes it into Wigmols. If you're able to frame him for the murder of one of the prominent members of town, this would be perfect. You may dishearten the locals and capture Cryon. Once the Myriad weapon is secured within the borders of Wigmalls, it's only a matter of time before the war ends. Return then with Cryon. He will pay for his iniquities and you will be made master. That's Nene, he's talking to Nene then. And no one will be, then no one will question our methods on ending the war. We will bring this dying monastery out of the old ways and into our modern town times. No more myths of music boxes and acorns. We will protect the rightful people of these worlds through power and not through legends. And look, guys, it's signed. Master Igit. He passes the letter around to anyone who might be interested. I'm glad I killed her. Same. <laughs> Same. Wait, so whose murder were you going to be framed for? You know, I don't know. It's it's confusing you guys, but Master Igat is someone who was a higher member of the of the monastery that I was at one point associated with. This is all a, a huge, elaborate ploy to frame me for murder and bring that monastery into some sort of modern relevance. You guys might not be interested in it. But for me, this is a huge deal. I was trying to clear my name after leaving that monastery in disgrace. They're trying to track me down and frame me for murder. Yeah. Interesting. I need a drink. It concerns me because I assume that that's what she meant by you were supposed to kill Kalia. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense, McKay. Well, I, for one, am very happy you did not murder me, Master Fane, says Kalia. Well, yeah, he didn't murder you. You're alive and well. That's good. And uh, that mountain is moving pretty slow, so I guess this might be a good time for me to say, uh, you know, uh, Mikek. And I'm only calling you that because I'm out of... <laughs> I went through my whole list. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Mikek, uh, might be plenty of time for you to maybe pay up on that that deal that we arranged, right? Of course. Uh, as, as I said, I would provide you with medicinal herbs and supplies along with my expertise as a potion mixer. Um, is there anything in particular you'd like? 
I suspect you're going to offer Cryon something for his throat. <laughs> I do have a Tumble Down Flower Crowns brand lozenge if you'd like to try one. <laughs> He's going to pull a small envelope like from the Flower Crown on the house. <laughs> Much appreciated. I guess I'll just agree to take in uh, your most valuable stocks. Whatever that is. Some amount of it. And then maybe cut me in for, you know, 10% of your profits over the next month. I'll protect you. What's so so funny? I didn't do one of my stand-up jokes. I I was just thinking about you charging the guards in the cell. It was funny. Mm. Yeah, Collier, let's run the numbers later and see if 10% is acceptable. Sure thing. I just have to point out really quick before we start talking about the mountain in the sky that there are like weird footprints here and I know Connie doesn't think they're important for some reason. I don't really know why. Weird logic there. Especially since he was an ex-cop, right? Like, you think he'd, like, think that was important? But anyways, um, maybe people were in here and, like, searching Cryon stuff and looking for something or looking for Cryon, so we should just be, like, extra on the lookout for that and make sure that Cryon's, like, definitely safe, right? Hmm. Let me see. Where? Let me see those footprints. Where? Where? Um, I'll point them out to him. Yeah. Yeah, you see a couple kind of large boot prints, um, that are pretty recent. Uh, you, you think you would have saw them, although you were distracted by Nene at the time. So maybe not. Okay. What's like? What size footprints are they? Like, are they a human? Are they bigger than that? <laughs> uh, right. Uh, you would guess sort of large human-ish size. So metagame also maybe something like a Goliath or a Furbolg or something. Sure. Which means, Cryon, perhaps if the, if these are recent, uh, Nine was not the only one looking for you in town. Could I check to see how old I think the prints are? Yeah, give me a survival check. Uh, 12. Sorry, I shouldn't have advantage on. You get uh, 12... Uh, it, it's a little hard to tell now that a bunch of people have kind of crammed into this room. Um, uh, a, yeah, a day, maybe? But that would mean it would be quite likely that they weren't there. Right. Before Cryon got here. So, I mean, at that, I mean, McKeck would sort of be like, I think these are more recent than when you arrived in town, so... They're not leftovers from before you got this room. Uh, I'm sorry, Cryon. I tried protecting you from this 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 nonsense about the footprints. I don't think it really matters. But since everybody is dead set on checking out these footprints, all right, I'll check them out too and see if anything strikes me as suspicious. Uh, right? there are. Grom speaks up. There are a few more pressing things than footprints, perhaps at the moment. Uh. I don't want a tea is very fine and and footprints are excellent, but I I need to be going. I need to be getting back to my to to my men. 
they need to oh. they need to know about this this thing that it's coming and that oh. it's coming here quickly. Now interesting, interesting there, Grom. Before you leave, why don't you just come over here and put your foot over this footprint for us? Mm? Oh wait, it wouldn't matter because you're a shapeshifter. I'm suspicious of him. And I'm checking out this footprint anyway, despite the DM's best attempts at getting us on track. <laughs> Roll, yeah, roll the survival check. A nine. It's a footprint. It's got a. It's a boot of some sort. Probably muddy. That's that's all you got. We're not. We're already getting anywhere, are we? Yeah. Um, Footprints don't mean shit. They just mean mud. Now, mountain, elk, ropes. Warfare siege, right? Yeah, let's do it. And that's actually a great place to take a break, real quick. <laughs> Connie's excellent contribution to the meeting at hand. I feel like McKen just slow blinked at that, by the way. Siege blink. So before you all jump into a discussion of the matter at hand, uh, let's take a quick break, uh, go to the bathroom, get something to drink, and then uh, come on back for 10, you know, five, 10 minutes or so. Cool. Awesome. Sounds good. Everybody stay. All right. BRB. This has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons & Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, right here in the Goats & Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Helpful Goat. And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.